This is the Revival Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today I just wanted to share about, it's kind of cool, my boss and I, we get to talk about God at work a lot, and it, and it's really an honor and a privilege, because my, you know, I used to work at a bigger company, and it was way more stressful, and I just had to keep to myself most of the time, and not that people weren't friendly, but it's just more helpful when you know that you're free to be able to say what you want to say or whatever. And But, like, sometimes we'll talk about, like, we'll, we'll listen to music, and one of the songs on there is I Can Only Imagine. And so we like to talk about sometimes this shoot out a little something like, hey, can you imagine what it will be like when we get to heaven? And so, like... And I'll just be like, yeah, man, we won't have to worry about the same old crap that goes on here, you know? There won't be any stresses or or anxieties or addictions or just sin at all, you know? And, and it's just, I think that's such a cool thought, like, that we can be able to go somewhere where none of that stuff is going to matter anymore. It's like our priorities will be totally different. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's a little both, I would say, is we're going through Earth right now, and it's our time to... We just got to have faith, you know? And sometimes it's very hard, especially when times like these, when there's just so much lying going on, and... Honestly, it's not much different than what was going on in, in the Old Testament. It's just we're getting a taste of what it is real time. And it's just... We we have to still continue to live. And the only thing that we can kind of control is what happens in our communities. What happens outside of our communities, we have no control over whatsoever. And even though it's like, you know, kind of depressing at times, we just got to build strong communities around us. I had a friend say to me once, um, you know, plant, or sorry, blossom where you were planted. So be a light in your communities, you know. Um, one thing my mom used to say to me when I was little, and I get so agitated, she would be like, you know, Roger, um, whatever you do, do it to the honor and glory of God. You know, whether it be your job, you're playing, you're hanging out with friends or whatever, and I just get so annoyed. But the truth is, that's what God wants us to do, you know? And it's just like, he wants us to do that now and, and be in relationship with Jesus now so that we can get to paradise 
You know, when Jesus was on the cross and he was next to the, those two thieves, one of them said, Jesus, please remember me. And then Jesus said to him, this day you'll be with me in paradise. And I mean, that he, so even though that guy lived not to the best ability of what he could have, he went to heaven and I suppose that's why we should pray for those who are very hard to pray for because I've said in past podcasts, um, we <laughs> we have up until the very time that we die. We don't know when that time will come for sure, but we have this time God's given us to repent and, and ask him into our hearts. And, and the thing is, the earlier the better. I mean, life isn't easy at all you know so i mean at least when you have god in in your life um he helps you get through it you know not only the ups but also the downs he gives you the graces to go through whatever it is that you're you're going through and again in heaven i could only imagine you know i mean wouldn't that be weird just to see everybody praising god you know not weird but again, my little brain can't comprehend the the holiness that would be there, considering all the crap that we see here. I mean, it would just be amazing. And I recently, my last podcast, I should say, was on Hillsong. And I guess one of the things that I mostly got out of the documentary and there's still two more parts to it. Um, is even like the feelings that people got when they went to those services. I I, I do believe that that God was there. But again, if two or people are are more gathered in my name, I'll be present. You know, so the unite. So a lot of you know when people come together and are united in, in the name of Jesus. Well, Jesus is there. So a lot of those um, healings and conversions were, were real, you know, but um, you have to really take care of those things. You know, you can't, you know, sometimes, you, you know, if you don't, read your Bible, if you don't try to keep your relationship with God, then all those things you experience, they can go to the wayside. It doesn't mean they weren't real because something bad happened that other people did or didn't do. Sin has consequences. But again, God uses broken people. You know, God can use situations to give glory to his name. So again, like I said, my big takeaway from that whole Hillsong thing is there there were a lot of people that came to Christ through them and probably still do today. But again, I, I guess I, I just want to stress the most important thing, no matter what denomination you are, is to have that relationship, that strong relationship foundation with Jesus and, and base it on your own to how you, you know, that you studied the Bible or, or you listened to whatever preachers and God was talking to you. 
You want to hold on to that tightly. Because again, people will fail you. That doesn't mean your experiences when you are around those people weren't real. It just means, you know, that's why we need, that is totally why we need God is because of we sin. And that is like the only difference between us Christians and most people. We realize, hey, we need Jesus because we're going to sin. It's just an inevitable. We're going to sin. But, you know, again, it's just thinking about why are we doing this? You know, why are we, why do we want to build that relationship with God? Because like that thief on the cross, we want to get to paradise. But again, the earlier we decide to to allow Jesus into our lives and allow him to love us, the more beneficial it will be while we're here on earth. You know, the more that we can affect the good things. You know, if we can live that good and earnest and honest life, we can inspire people to be better. You know, that's what we're called to do. Love one another as God has loved us. You know, and and pray for those people, even though it might be hard, our leaders and just people that we don't agree with. Because guess what? There will be a point in time where maybe they will give their lives to God. And we we don't want to be upset because of, you know, they didn't agree with us or we thought... You know, how could a person that lived a life like that get into heaven? Well, guess what? God gives us mercies greater than we could ever imagine, you know. And um, I was talking to um, my boss, and it's like the the story of the prodigal son where um, the one son stays and the other takes his inheritance and he blows it. And then he comes home and the father gives him everything. And then the other son that stayed was kind of jealous and mad. He's like, you know, I stayed here the whole time. I was doing stuff to help you. And, you know, he blows his money. He, you know, and then he comes back and now you're giving him all this stuff and having a party and that. And and the father says to that son, he's like, the whole time you had everything. You've had all my goodness. You've had all my love. You know, and it's just like, in a way that kind of blew my mind. Because God wants all of us to have that goodness and, and love. And, and, and you know, so when we come back, we shouldn't be jealous of others because they didn't spend as much time. Because in the long run, we we don't realize... When you're away from God, it, it really tears your life up. It's a hard life. When you don't when you can't get peace, when you're struggling with stress and depression and, and all that good stuff. I shouldn't say good stuff, but you know what I'm saying. God gives, you know, that's a hard life. That's a hard life. So if you stay close to God. There's really nothing to be honest, be jealous of because that peace that your brother didn't get, you've you've always had. 
You've always had enough. You've always felt loved. You've always, you know, you might think that he had it better by living it up, but there's a lot of hurt and pain that people go through when they're away from God that, praise God, you don't have to go through that. So that we should rejoice so that our brothers don't have to hurt anymore. But again, I when we get to heaven, none of that's going to matter if we may if our loved ones get to heaven or even those that we don't like. It's it's just going to be a praise party. It won't matter. Our priorities will be totally different. I mean, how awesome will that be? The only addiction that you'll have is just loving Jesus and, and God and all those who are around. That's all you'll know is love. And it's like, you know, that will be awesome. And so I just encourage people, you know, we're here to hopefully inspire others to live the life so that they can receive what we have, the joy and the, and the peace. And so that they'll have a chance to go to heaven as well. And, you know, again, it's just sometimes it's hard and, and jealousy does come in, but sometimes I don't envy those people who have it all because sometimes they don't have it all. If you have a broken spirit, nothing, money can't buy peace. You know, power isn't going to give you peace. Only God can give you that peace and love that we all yearn for. And again, once we're done, and how great will it be when God says to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Could you imagine Jesus saying that to you? I mean, that kind of really gets me choked up because sometimes I feel like the biggest failure and why would God love me so much? He just does. I don't know why, but that's why Jesus came because if we trust in that love, if we allow him to love us, that's what makes us the good and faithful service servant. And it's like, it's not about converting people because God's the one that convert people. God's the only one that can call people to himself. You know, it's like people will look at Christians and, and stuff and, and be like, oh, they're just trying to change us. It's like, you know, if you change, that isn't anything that I did. It's what God is doing, showing you through me. And it's, it's what he's doing in your heart. When you allow him to love you, it changes you. Not because not because you're forced into it, but you just it's it's mind-blowing some of the stuff we just will never understand. Again, that 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 quote from um Franklin Graham, you know, I don't understand everything in the Bible, but I believe it all. And if we pray and we ask God for wisdom, he'll sh reveal all that stuff in the Bible that we believe. And it, you know, when I'm at church, sometimes a priest will say, well, he always says, you know, mystery, let's celebrate the mystery of the, 
you know, mass, you know. And the mystery of the mass is, uh, I believe, is Eucharist and how when the priest, you know, sanctifies it and makes it into Jesus, people are like, that ain't Jesus. Wait, it is Jesus. It says it right in the Bible. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. If you read John chapter 6, whether it's King James or if it's a Catholic Bible, any Bible, you know, that's based on Jesus Christ is will say the same thing. He says, I am the bread of life. Nobody can go to me or to the Father unless they go through me. You know, so he's, but he does say he's the bread of life. Why would he say he's the bread of life? He compares himself to the manna, you know, and he says, you must eat my body and drink my blood. Why does he say that? Says it in chapter 6. I, I read it in the King James thing too. Because, you know, the sacrifice, God didn't stop sacrifice from happening. He just made Jesus the final sacrifice. And we sacrifice him daily so that our sins will be forgiven this is what he did he was the lamb of god who was slain to take away the sins of the world and, and the thing is it's like when we have communion and it is jesus he says it straight in the bible you know and he did it all for us so that we can go to this glorious place that will blow our minds and it's like, what are we going to do when, when we're standing in front of Jesus? Like I said, how awesome would it be to hear, good job, my good and faithful servant. Knowing that in our minds, we, we weren't even close. But only by his blood and his mercy made us worthy. So I just, um, whenever you get down and... You're like, why do I live this life? And I go through that a lot. Because sometimes I get pissed off because I'm sick of all the lies and all the hatred and and the hurt and all the stuff that's going on now. But as Christians, we do it to show people that there's another way. And if we can live in that light and inspire people to, you know, inspire people, we don't change them. God changes their hearts. When we accept Jesus, Jesus changes us. God changes our hearts. It's not anybody converting you. It's because only God can call people to himself. We can only be inspirers, you know. So we, we, we live to show people another way, a way that of love. And that's what Jesus wants us to do is share the gospel. All righty. Um, ask me to get... Let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thank you, Jesus, for letting us be able to get together, Father God. I just ask you to strengthen our relationship with you, Lord, regardless of the denomination that we are, Father God. We just come to you together 
to ask you to just strengthen each and every one of us, Father God, that we would just know and love and serve you every day and to trust you every day more, Father God, that we'd just share you with people and we could show the world your love, Father God, and that our final prize is to be able to be with you in heaven, Lord, for a greater afterlife than we could ever imagine, Father God, the eternal life that we could only, we can't even imagine. It will be so great, Lord, because you will be our Lord and King and Savior, and there's nowhere else we'd rather be. And But for a time being, Lord, I just pray that we have the faith and the strength to just achieve that goal, Father God, that we would just keep fighting, Lord, until you call us home. Lord, if I said anything that was good and beautiful and inspiring, Father God, I, I ask for people to be able to retain that message, Lord. Lord, if I said anything that might mislead or or draw people away from you, Father God, I, I pray that, Lord, that they would forget about it, Lord. And please, Jesus, please just never leave us, Father God, and just be with us in our good times and our bad times, Father God. Please help us to always come back to you no matter what we do, Father God, that we would just always run back to you because we know you love us so much. We just ask this in your holy name, Jesus Christ. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today. This is The Revival Podcast.